lights, camera, we're going live. Learn the ins and outs of live events from today's top business leaders and how to make yours epic. Here's your host, Aaron Smith. All right, welcome to another episode of Epic Live Events. I have another incredible event organizer and business owner here in Aaron Joy. Aaron, welcome. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I know we're going to have a very easy time remembering each other's names. We that's absolutely always, are. That's always a good thing. So Aaron <laughs> is the owner and founder of Black Dress Partners and also the founder of the Midwest Women Business Owners Conference. I know you started that conference in 2015. So you're already coming into your fourth year. It's crazy. Uh, so welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. I know you have a long line of entrepreneurship in your family and in your, I mean, this is not your first go around in business. I know you've been uh, in entrepreneurship for a while. So can you, I want to start at the beginning. Like I know you, you do a lot of events. The Midwest conference is not just your own. So can you talk a little bit about your history? I know a lot of people get scared of events because they've never done them before, but specifically where you were with Black Dress Partners, how you were working with that, and then how the conference really was born from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I love events, and I've been hosting um, lots of events for many, many years. And um, probably like you, Erin, I didn't start out by, by hosting an event uh, for hundreds of women business owners where my butt is on the line for $100,000 um, and then some. Yeah. You know, I started out by hosting happy hours for my network. I hosted small workshops for maybe a dozen people. Um, and I built my skills. I built my disciplines. I built the processes. Um, I built the team. Through a lot of years, um, the, all the, the systems and the checklists and the, the go-to people for all the different events, um, part of how I've built my skills to produce a, a one, you know, in my case, is a one-day event. I'm sure you talk to people who produce multi-day events. And uh, frankly, I do not envy those people. Um, but, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time attending events and, you know, really checking out all of the logistics and, and the marketing and what, what do I like, what might I want to mimic in our event or take inspiration from for our events. So I started really small, literally with happy hours and with small workshops. And I've grown now to hosting events pretty regularly with several hundred women business owners and female entrepreneurs. Okay. So I love the small. What was it where you were doing, you know, the workshops, the small, where you kind of got that spark and said, I want a little bit more? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's a moment that I, you know, sometimes um, when I reflect back on it, I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> why did I go down this path? And the reason I say that is because I'm just like, just like you and, and, and uh, your audience is that, you know, big events are very risky. They are a significant amount of work. I'm in a mode right now where I won't really see... Um, uh, friends for the next several months where I'm staffing up extra babysitters. I'm getting food in the freezer. I'm super focused on sleep. Like a lot of things around in my life have to really um, be reorganized when I am in what I call conference mode or 
conference season. So I'm currently hosting a lab, you know, a couple of last get togethers with some friends and then I'm telling them I'm going to be off the radar until June. So I'll see you in June, but between now and then, you know, my friends fortunately all understand that. So when I go back to that moment when uh, that you asked about, you know, when I said I wanted a little more, you know, my business, Black Dress Partners, is a business coaching and consulting company focused on women business owners. And we had a really nice business here in St. Louis. And we knew that we wanted to expand. We knew we wanted to raise brand awareness about our company and how we can support women business owners in this market. We wanted to really spotlight um, my skills and our offerings. And because of my experience with producing events in the past, because of the team that I had built around me who collectively have produced thousands of events all over the country, we knew that we were well positioned and that we were poised to produce this big kind of breakthrough event. So, you know, on, on the one hand, there's this moment where, you know, I was sitting at a local restaurant with my, uh, kind of my partner in crime in this event is Andrea Arco with Arco and Associates Marketing Agency here in St. Louis. And she said, well, you know, it sounds like it's time to, to do the big event that you've been talking about doing. I remember where we were sitting and I look back fondly at that moment and also, um, you know, with a little bit of uh, like, wow, look, look at what I got myself into. Now, the other moment that was really pivotal was debriefing that first event in, in the fall of 2015 and having one of our team, you know, Erin, I know that you did this event because you wanted to set yourself apart, set your brand apart and raise your awareness and really go to a next level. But I am going to tell you that you leaped into an entire new stratosphere. And that feedback really made a difference for me. And it is that kind of feedback, um, you know, hearing the success stories, the things that people have gotten out of our events, out of our big flagship conference. Um, and that's what keeps us going and keeps us kind of coming back for more. Oh, I love that. I have goosebumps because it really is, you kind of know, and I, I think I say this on every single podcast, you kind of know what it's going to do for your brand, but you really have no idea. And it really is that when you, because you, you said this before, you put a lot on the line to make that happen. And not a lot of people are willing to do that. They're, you know, and I, I agree with you that aftermath. Can you just talk a little bit, you know, I know there's the, the stratosphere it's put you on and I completely agree. Can you talk a little bit more too about what it's done, not for, you know, just for your business, for your mission, for your why, uh, that keeps you going to know you're going to spend a little less time with your kids during these next few months, a little less time with your friends. Cause it, mm -hmm. I know the answer for me, but I would love to hear yours. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I want to add one more point and just to give an example of the, you know, what I call the, the different stratosphere that it, or well, actually what one of my team members called is the different stratosphere. We were recently approached by USA Today to write an article for a um, very exciting pullout section that they're doing in an upcoming issue. And it's about women business owners. It's about female entrepreneurship. So Andrea Arco asked um, our USA Today contact, how did you ask her to write this article? And our contact said, well, we Googled um, conferences for women business owners in the U.S. And the Midwest Women Business Owners Conference came up. So you were a natural fit. 
And would you please not only write this article, but then, you know, have that pullout section at the conference? We're like, yes. I mean, what an extraordinary opportunity. That is not the kind of opportunity that, you know, a growing business coaching and consulting company gets on its own. No. So the, this big event is a massive differentiator. So there are tons of examples like that that I could give you, but you asked me the um, you know, why do I do it and kind of what makes it worth it? Um, and, and I'll tell you, for me, you know, the, the um, spending a little less time with my daughter, spending a little less time um, with my friends and my family and, and having to organize myself in this way is really, I think that that's not even really the impact. Um, it's really the stress mm-hmm. that it puts on the system, <laughs> right? You're, you're nodding affirmatively. It's just the, it's, you know, <laughs> it's the, it's the lost sleep. Um, it is, you know, coming up to the big show and, you know, having another $20,000 gap to close to, to make that final payment to the venue and having to, you know, really powerfully generate managing all those aspects of, in my case, all those aspects of my life, powerfully generating, being completely present when I'm with my clients and not allowing the, you know, that, which I have right here as we're sitting here this moment, that little bit of the, you know, anxiety and upset in my stomach that is just like, Hey, 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 we got, we got a big deal here. We got, there's a lot of, again, I'm going to use, I'm going to say risk again. There's a lot yes. of risk. There's a lot on the line, you know, and, and, um, and I know I haven't answered your other question yet, Aaron, but, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, the financial risk and, and organizing your life in a way to produce a massive event. And I say massive on a one day event. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now we have very high standards, our events at the Ritz Carlton, we have the biggest companies in town, the most impressive companies in town that sponsor the event. Um, But just the pressure to produce extraordinary cutting edge content for me to be my absolute personal best on that stage all day long from the time the show starts at 8 a.m. until we wrap at 4 p.m. And then we move into a cocktail reception and I have to be my best. And my best is about being of service. So when you say, why do you do it um, with that risk and with that stress and with the, the, um, uh, I, I don't, uh, I, I hesitate to use the word sacrifices because I mean, come on, it's, you know, first world problems. <laughs> I totally know what you're saying. <laughs> right. But, um, it's because I am absolutely dedicated to making a positive impact in the world and to contributing to women business owners and female entrepreneurs all over the world. And right now I do that um, in, in my business coaching and consulting company. And I do that through the conference. There are, the success stories are amazing. There are women. I, there's a, there's a, a local courier company whose husband bought a conference ticket for the wife, the female owner. And I remember meeting her in the lobby of the Ritz Carlton in 2015. And she said, oh, my husband bought this ticket for me. I'm so glad I came. And I don't know when, but we'll be doing business together. And she, uh, about a year and a half later, she hired me. She hired the marketing agency I was telling you about, Arco and Associates. And she is on track 
to double her business. And that came out of purchasing a conference ticket. Her, she just won an award uh, that, that uh, we collectively nominated her for, for being um, a top woman business owner in our region. So those are the kinds of things that conference exposure for attendees can do for the attendees. And that's just, again, that's just one example. I have, I have many, many more. Oh, I love it. I, and I, there is just so much power to, there really is power to events. That's why it's, it, we say this, I say this all the time and other people, but it's just like having a baby. Like you're in, you are like nine months pregnant. You are like, I'm never having, this is it done with babies. And then they, like you give birth and the baby smiles, which is your event. And you're like, all right, one more. What's one okay, exactly. exactly. Um, how about building it? So I want to, we talked right before we got on and you kind of gave a hint to some ways you build it and market it. Sounds like you've got some events coming up that build up to the event. Is that the case? Can you talk a little bit about that, your strategy for building? And I hate to use the term filling seats, but uh, getting people to attend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we, you know, again, from, from going to other events and from looking at a few key events here in St. Louis for women business owners, I knew what I didn't want, mm-hmm. and I knew, um, and I knew that I really wanted to create an ecosystem of conference attendees, of panelists, and sponsors. And so, you know, with a commitment to make a difference for people, mm-hmm. um, I did not want to hang my hat on making a difference only in one day. I knew I wanted to help these people um, build relationships with each other. And so even in the very first year, we designed multiple pre-conference. That was a way to tie the pricing of the tickets to pre-conference events, to drive registrations, and to drive community. And so in the first year, for example, we had three pre-conference events. And I think the first one might have been in, we pulled off the very first event in like nine months. And um, that was a short time frame for the scale of event that it was. Um, And for it being our first time out at that scale. Um, So let's say that the first event was in March, for example. We were then able to tie the lowest ticket price by now, i.e. help us fund this thing, help us fund our startup costs, yeah. the cost to, you know, the cost to design ads and, and print flyers um, and, and book the venue. So we had three pre-conference events and we've continued that um, uh, since the first year. And so we build this little ecosystem where people see each other at multiple events in the year leading up to the big day. And that helps them really get deeply connected because you know we all we both know and there's research that shows this that women love to do business with other women mm-hmm. and they want to build trust i mean it's the old know like and trust we do business with people that we know like and trust so we were really committed to creating an ecosystem that, that um, creates the opportunity for people to know, like, and trust each other. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get business done. And that's what's going to bring value to our ticket purchasers and to our sponsors and to our panelists. Okay. I like that idea. Now, how do you align topics with the, and is it the pre-conference event, like a luncheon workshop? Um, and are they topics leading up to what they're going to get more of at the event? 
Um, it's, we try to do kind of a cross-section of that. Um, so one of the events we did early this year was, uh, I call it my hustle workshop. And, um, you know, I think every small business owner, every person who's listening to your, to your podcast right now is hustling. We are getting creative to make things work. We're finding ways to hit doubles rather than singles, hit doubles and triples and home runs rather than singles. And so the very first event, for example, was at a, um, it was at a hotel in um, one of their breakout, kind of breakout conference rooms. We were able to negotiate a great price by hosting two of our pre-conference events there. And um, I produced the content. We did all the marketing to drive registrations. And um, it was a great day. Then on a completely different spectrum, we have a really very cool um, luxury women's resale store here in St. Louis. They, it's called The Vault, and it's woman-owned, and um, they had a reality TV show about them in the last few years called Resale Royalty, and so every year now, we've hosted just a mix and mingle there. And um, men and women alike love to come and connect with each other, and they do some shopping. Um, the venue ho hosts us at no cost. Um, they provide the beverages and uh, the refreshments at no cost to us. So our job is to drive um, the attendance at that event and then to make sure that people are connecting. And so one of the things that hosting these events in an excellent way has done for us. And I say it in an excellent way because there are other people in, in uh, business who host events, but they're not known for hosting an excellent event mm -hmm. is that, you know, we've built a reputation whereby people want to be at a black dress partners event. They want to be at an Aaron joy event because they know that my team and I put on flawless, ex excellent events, and that we're going to make it easy for them to uh, connect with other people. Um, we'll make it easy for them to know where they're going and when they're supposed to be there. And you will have name tags for them. You know, and I work the room making sure that people are connecting. Um, I always have team members with me handling all of the logistics so that I can be with people because that's my job. It's not my job to make a name tag or to check you in off of a registration list, it is my job to be with you and to think of who is in that room that you need to meet and then to, to put you two together. Mm. So that's, that's my approach. All right. So I'm curious. I love how you're going through the crowd and you're helping that, but I think it's the relationships. I always say this, people can get all kinds of information, but it's those relationships that keep coming back, keep them coming back. So could you talk a little bit about more than, or other things you're doing to really help make those relationships happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I agree with you completely. It's, it really is the relationships. And, and again, that's where the business is going to get done. So um, we are always making a point if we are hosting a small workshop that people are getting up, introducing themselves, um, introducing themselves to each other, saying hello, getting connected. As you know, we always have name tags so that I know who I'm talking to and I can put a face with the name. We are in a big room. We'll make sure that folks are introducing themselves to people around the table and not just here's who I am uh, and my company name, but really kicking off the conversation with a meaningful question for those folks to kind of break the ice and get connected. Now, there's two other things that we do. 
One is at our big event, we use an app called Whova. So rather than um, putting our money into a printed program, our program is on an event app and um, we can see all the attendees. Um, you as an attendee can see who else is going to be there and um, you can retrieve their contact information. You can say hello to them within the app. Now this year we're going to um, be having an action plan to really drive utilization of that app because it, it won't make a difference if we have it if folks aren't really utilizing it. So we have one of our team members who's designated to really drive the utilization of Whova. And Whova is spelled W-H-O-V-A. Um, they've been really easy to work with. We use Eventbrite um, to register our attendees. And then, of course, we pay a little PayPal fees. We pay an Eventbrite fee. But you know what? It's easy to manage and it's worth it. Um, and then that Eventbrite uh, registration list just exports over to Whova. And you know, the couple days before the event, you can see who's going to be there. You can see friends who are going to be there. You can chime in and say, looking forward to seeing everyone. The last thing that we do, and Erin, this isn't exactly related, exactly related to the event, but, you know, I use social media to build relationships. I've got the Facebook group called Midwest Women Business Owners Group. It's not just for the conference. It's for entrepreneurs, women business owners throughout the Midwest. And so that's yet another platform for connection. One last point is that um, I host really small events. Now, I would say really a really small event for me would be 20 people. 30 and up, it's like, okay, that's a nice size, but you know, spent if I feel like it's right rather than in my follow-up email which I always have crafted before I even walk in the door and then all I have to do is update it with a couple of um, nuances from the actual event rather than blind carbon copying people if it's a small event I'll go ahead and CC everyone so that you know if you met someone but you forgot to get a business card from them you want to follow up with them you know you can go to them direct you have to use that sparingly that's dangerous because you don't want to be known for kind of sharing your list, but I think it goes back to what you are known for. And, you know, people who come to my events, people who come to a small event of mine, um, I've never had a problem with them, you know, misusing a list that they were copied on with, you know, 20 people on the list. And it somehow, excuse me, um, somehow coming back to me. I like that idea. So I want to talk about growth. So, you know, we've talked year after year of growth and I know it's, and it sounds like it was, even though it's Midwest, it sounded, you know, more, it started more towards St. Louis. Have you seen your attendees grow from out of St. Louis, like coming in from other areas and are you marketing differently as it changes? Yeah. So the majority of our attendees are from the St. Louis metro area, about one hour driving distance. We absolutely are interested in connecting with women business owners in uh, our region, the Midwest. And we've got, you know, we've, we've done a couple of different things to connect with those women. So early on, we bought a list from five surrounding states and it was a total buy. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, so that really didn't bring much attendance in. We emailed to some of those women. We did a little bit of direct mail to those women. Here's what we're doing now. I created, as I told you about a moment ago, the Midwest Women Business Owners Group on Facebook and um, was very strategic in how we built that group, what cities we really focused on. Um, we have a big focus in Kansas City and in Indianapolis and in Columbia, Missouri. And so those we're building relationships with women online through the Facebook group. And I am in February and in March 
going into those markets into, personally. After building relationships, after about probably will have been maybe six months of building online relationships, and now I'm hosting jam sessions. Well, I call them WBO jam sessions for women business owners and female entrepreneurs in Kansas City, for example. And, and I'm working with some of the Facebook group members in those cities to host with me, to pull their friends in, and to come together and to talk about the things that we're all interested in, which is how do you grow and how do you take care of yourself while you're growing so that you have a high quality of life while you're driving profitability at your team. And so that's a little bit about my approach to growing into those other cities. You know, we both know, Erin, that it takes time. It takes time and a lot of hustle to break into new markets. Um, uh, I don't know about you, but I am planning to be playing this game for another 25 to 30 years. So I've got time. And, uh, you know, we call it expanding the base, just like you heard people talk about in the political campaigns. We are definitely focused on expanding the base in a graphic way to not only build relationships, but then, frankly, to also sell those conference tickets and to get women to come in town to participate in the conference. I love it. It's... It's a, I love the, it is a lot of work, but I can see it in, I mean, obviously your strategy, it really is worth it, all the work and everything uh, you've got. I want to make sure we know about it. May 17th is the next large women's conference. Can you talk a little bit about that? And if somebody wanted to check it out where they could go to look at that. Sure, sure. Yeah. So you can go to Midwest, MidwestWBOConference.com. Learn all about the conference there. Um, so the one-day event is at the Ritz-Carlton. It's a beautiful venue. And, you know, that's a hot tip that I would recommend to your audience is that if you're doing something new and fresh and different, you know, borrow the credibility of very influential brand. Mm -hmm. So um, we borrowed the credibility of the Ritz-Carlton. And um, you would be surprised to know that the price difference is not that different than, you know, the Hiltons and the Marriott's that we looked at. I was, I was shocked. You know, the price isn't that different uh, for food and beverage because that's your cost. And the service is exceptional. And um, I remember a woman business owner telling me, you know, Aaron, I got your mailer about this. And I noticed that with the Ritz Carlton. So it really, you know, caught my attention because I said it has to be legit if it's at the Ritz. Um, so it, we're together all day at the Ritz Carlton. We're in the same ballroom all day. There's no breakout sessions. We um, crowdsource the content in terms of what the focus areas are. So I do a combination of um, a keynote that I will deliver on uh, empowered entrepreneurship, a fresh approach to business and personal success. And that keynote is uh, um, kind of being sourced by my research in my PhD program. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one interviews with women business owners who are in different stages of their business, everything from early stage to uh, they've sold their business. Mm -hmm. And we hear their journeys and their, they, their tips on how they did it or how they're doing it um, to a live case study where we're taking a business owner's performance challenge and really breaking it down and creating that opportunity for connection in the room. Because at your table, you'll be working on this business case study as a way to sharpen your skills and get connected to the other people in the room and contribute to someone. Mm, I love it. Great, great, great tips. Um, 
good luck. I know how, but I love the Ritz Carlton idea. And I love how you say borrowing their credibility because when you do, I noticed, you know, somebody, my first tip they gave me was to do high ceilings, like just book a room with high ceilings. And I never would have thought of that, but there is a difference when you walk into a room with super low ceilings versus the high and just those little tips. I mean, it really does. People will either take you seriously or they won't in that second, you know, on what you do. Totally agree. I looked for a moment at a room that the, the, the location was great. The price was great. Um, you know, it was a beautiful hotel, but the ceiling was too low. Yeah. And the energy just felt too suppressed. Yes. So nope, not doing my event there. Mm -mm. And it's not, it's, that's the, the women who attend. These are women that we want to honor and they deserve to be in the ballroom, the grand ballroom at the Ritz Carlton. I love that. Well, we're going to end on that note. Erin, thank you so much for this. We'll have all your information for your conference on our notes page over at epicliveevents.co. And thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Hey, it's Erin from the Epic Live Events, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Now, I would love to help you with your live event. And how we're going to do that is by offering you our free live events budget worksheet. Listen, events take a lot of resources, whether it's time, money, or a little bit of both. Uh, You've got to figure out a way to really utilize this in your business to make your money back. So this spreadsheet has both sides, the different costs you may potentially have, how you can fill those in. You can just, you know, fill in whatever number estimates, call some people, get an understanding of what it may cost you to put this event or different ways. Um, You can save some money. And then, of course, on the other side, how are you going to make money back? Are you going to sell at the event? Are you going to sell tickets? Are you going to get sponsorship? Are there going to be different things that you can utilize in order to begin to make your money back? And this is a spreadsheet that will help you kind of, I'm a spreadsheet girl. That's how I think all the time, but this will help you really start putting the concept to paper or how can you do better in your, in your next event and, you know, really make sure that bottom line, because as much as I would love to do events for free, I can't like it's it's a resource heavy thing, but I promise you so, so worth it. So you can find that you can go to our show notes over at epicliveevents.co. That's C-O. You can also get it in the notes of this episode or jump over to bit.ly slash epic underscore budget. Again, that's bit.ly slash epic underscore budget. And you can grab that, like I said, for free start the planning. And I'm telling you, it's so worth it every single bit.